Hello and welcome to the Sky U Podcast by the Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. Hello. And I swear to God, probably the first time we've talked on a since the Google Hangouts of old, uh, Tom, Gopher Nation. Hey guys, and I, I've done one or two of these since the Google Hangouts, but it's been a while. Uh, have you done it with me? I feel like uh, maybe I must not have been on that. I don't remember who was on it, but there was there was one where we used this platform and a handful of people were on. Let, let's just be honest. We got rid of all the part-time staff because we can't afford to pay anybody anymore, and it's just <laughs> the three main people here because we got nobody left, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting uh, to, to to get back together at a time when uh, you know the world is topsy turvy. And I was gonna say we don't have any sports to talk about. I think coming into planning this, you know, I thought maybe that would happen, and instead, the we actually have some Gopher news to get through before we start talking about Tiger King. If you're not watching Tiger King on Netflix, watch Tiger King on Netflix. Uh, but Daniel Oturo, ah, Oturu has officially declared for the NBA draft. Um, not a huge surprise, but certainly a blow to the Gophers next year. Tom, I mean, what are you thinking now that we know for sure what next year's team is going to look like uh, up front? Yeah, well, it's, it's a real bummer because I thought this team would had some real potential next year with Otura in the middle. Um, so now there's not much in the front court, and they're going to have to figure some things out so you just have a ton of question marks with whoever is returning um eric curry coming back from injury can't expect him to be the same of what he was what three years ago four years ago uh sam freeman didn't show a whole lot other than being a big physical body but you he didn't show that you can rely on his minutes next year and you now have two two scholarships and with some rumors of going after some graduate transfers, but but those typically aren't going to be guys you can really count on to be major contributors to your team. So it's a huge blow losing a guy like Oturu, and especially when there seems like there's very little uh, behind him to help pick up that slack. Can you give me anything positive? Anything? I think our guards are going to be really good next year. <laughs> How's that? I mean, yeah, it's, I guess it's something. We, we, we've seen we've seen how well that's worked for the Gopher women's team the last two years. Oh God! Yay! Thank you. I've already put your name out of my head. Previous coach before Lindsey Whalen. I mean, ultimately, the apparently we are uh, pursuing heavily this seven foot center who's from. Scandinavia and now playing in a mid-major I can't think of the school or the guy's name right now but apparently he's solid and if you get a seven foot guy in the middle that's gonna help he's gonna play 25 plus minutes and give you some rebounds and block shots at least and then to and here's here's my positivity for you is I really think Ed Conroy is a, is a good coach at developing big men um and so give him another year and maybe things start to turn on for Freeman. Maybe you start to see a lot more from Isaiah Enan at the power forward spot. Uh, maybe you start to even get a little bit more out of Omersa. Though I think uh, even 
extreme positivity really just means you get a little bit more out of Omersa. But he might be a really solid defensive player and rebounder, and then you just need somebody who can score some points. Uh, but I, I'm a big fan of Conroy, so assuming he doesn't take a job somewhere else, I have some positivity that he'll develop a little bit of what we have going on. Well, so speaking of that, I mean, Conroy was already rumored to be leaving, correct? I mean, it's not official. There was a there was one Doogie tweet that he was he was uh, one of the favorites for the Samford job. Uh, it sounds like they have some other guys, and he might be more of the fallback option. Uh, so if if I had to pick today, it sounds like he'll be back, but. But yes, he's he's in the conversation for that job. And they are going to be hiring a new assistant coach because um, it would turnover has already happened. Uh, Tom, you want to break that down for anybody who wasn't reading the blog this week? Rob Jeter, um, who's been with us for two years, he was an assistant at UNLV briefly before that, and then prior to that, he was the coach at UW Milwaukee for eleven years. Um, solid coach as a head coach. I thought it was great to have him on staff the last two years because he's just a guy that brings a ton of experience. He was the head coach at in Milwaukee for 11 seasons, so he has a ton of relationships built in this region. I thought he was great to have on staff. He, he largely dealt with guards and some recruiting. Um, so it's a blow that he's gone, for sure, but it's an opportunity to bring somebody else in that can maybe... Uh, you know, maybe give us some rec- recruiting leverage that we currently don't have, or just a different voice for the backcourt. I mean, okay, there's been enough uh, turnover and a little bit of uh, roster and staff turmoil now where, you know, people were wondering if Patino would have made it through this year. Obviously, pandemic kind of put that on hold. Uh, gut feeling coming into, you know, <laughs> way out in the advance of the season. Andy, gut feeling on whether, you know, Patino's able to maneuver through this and keep his job, or do we have a rough season and he's on his way uh, packing? I mean, yeah, I personally, I think if uh, if the Gophers don't make the NCAA tournament and they may even have to win a game, I think he's probably gone after next season. Um, but the biggest thing that I think nobody can explain going forward is going to be the school's financial situations. Um, you know, the big 10 schools, the power five schools will probably be okay, but let's just say there isn't a football season. I mean, that's, that's looking way out and lots of stuff has to happen. And I'm not saying there isn't going to be a football season, but let's just say there isn't a football season. Uh, every single big school is going to be hurting for money. And so then you got to look, and then I think Mark Coyle will have a really hard decision on his hands is, okay, if it's a mediocre season, do I have the financial means to fire him, buy him out, and hire somebody else? Um, I don't know. So there, there's there's going to be a whole bunch of questions in the next, you know, 12 months going forward, I would assume. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, looking forward, not having Oturu, um, so... You know, unless you get a really good grad transfer who surprises, you know, you're you're going to be struggling against some teams that have have strong bigs in conference. Um, it might not be smooth sailing, you know. But again, it it it's too early to tell on on a lot of things, and there's a lot of things that can happen between now and 
now in the start of the season, much less now in the end of the season. But uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting next 12 months for a lot of things going forward. I mean, speaking of that, it's already an interesting time. Um, I, I, uh, I've, I've been on work from home now for, I mean, officially this is the end of my second week. Um, but with the way the week ahead of that had worked out, this is almost my third week of work from home. Um, and stir crazy would be one way to describe where I'm ending up. How are you guys, uh, making it through, uh, what are you doing to, to make it through this new world we live in? Alcohol. <laughs> Alcohol. Hey, what? That's that's a good question. What'd you guys grab for uh, drinks tonight? I grabbed a um, rye barrel age stout from Central Waters that I've had. I've had the bomber for a couple of years sitting downstairs. Um, I finally decided to open it. How about you, Andy? Th- no, hold, hold on. Thoughts about that one? I haven't had. Oh, that it's one. good. I like this one a lot. I don't know. My my palate sucks, so I just like. You know, my generally I'm like good or not good, and this gets like two grunts good. Drinking Wisconsin beer way to way to help Minnesota's economy, Tom. Yeah, but Central Waters is so good. You're not wrong. Well, I am helping our state. Um, I'm drinking a bourbon barreled imperial stout called Vertical Contemplations from a little brewery called Junkyard up in uh, Moorhead. Oh yeah, good call. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, this is the first time I, I, I've wanted to drink quite a bit more in my two weeks at home as I have four year old twins that make me want to drink a lot, uh, being home with they're them. They're cute though. My, they're cute, but oh man. Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't doing more work at night every night because I can't get a normal amount of work in during the day because they don't know what independent play means, um, I'd be drinking a lot more, but uh yeah no it's it's a it's a pretty tasty beer and uh i am enjoying it i've actually not been home the last couple weeks um i'm still i've still been able to go into work and there's hardly anybody in so i've been going in because i would go crazy at home with three kids here my cat has wanted to eat more recently is that the same kind of problem that you're having andy um well, there is a lot more food consumption going on, that is true, but um, <laughs> it, it's just more, imagine imagine that your cat, and there were two of them, and neither one could leave you alone for more than 15 minutes over the course of a 10-hour day from, say, 6.30 in the morning until... Okay, we'll say 11-hour day, 6.30 till 5.30. Imagine that you literally got 15 minutes at a time to work solidly before you had to pet your cat for 10 minutes. I'm actually, what I'm picturing right now is you giving me that answer with both middle fingers in the air is really what I'm picturing. Well, maybe just one because you've got the beer in the other hand. But um... I, I think I have a story that blends you your two stories together. Go, go for it. Go about, for it. about two years ago, my family was all gone for like a week and we had three adult cats and there had been five kittens recently born and so one day I'm working from home the house is empty and this is the one day when the kittens finally leave the room that they'd been in for however many weeks and so they're all five cute little kittens that are kind of learning to go down the stairs and kind of falling a little and 
And then they see me sitting on the couch. And so, I, now mind you, there's there's eight cats here, which sounds crazy because it was. And then five <laughs> kittens that were jumping up onto the couch and then walking on my keyboard. And I grab one and set it down. And another one's on my keyboard and I grab one. And finally, I'm going crazy trying to keep five kittens from from affecting what I'm trying to do on my laptop before I had to go put them all in the room and lock them up. I think that's a good blend of like having toddler twins and you know cat problems while you're home all day every day i also like how it blends the cuteness because andy's andy's boys are uh, adorable adorable children i know that comes from the person who visits and doesn't have to you know <laughs> be primarily responsible for them but um i'm assuming you guys are watching stuff since streaming is like the savior i can't imagine making this making through this without Netflix and whatever they've got. I mean, a lot of uh, old sports on TV now too, actually. Yeah, I've been watching more old sports than streaming Netflix. Uh, I kind of caught up on all the shows I wanted to watch before this whole thing happened. But uh, watching old sports has been a lot of fun for me. Uh, Particularly last week when I was watching uh, the 97... NCAA tournament, the, the Gophers Sweet 16 double overtime game against Clemson and the win over UCLA to go to the Final Four. Well, those games were fun because that team was awesome. God, that feels like forever and ever and ever ago. I remember those games. Right, but I think the three of us are the same age, right? At least for me, that was my freshman year of college. It was, that was my prime like fandom days, and I watched every one of those games. I saw them play Iowa at the barn that year. Iowa finished second in the Big Ten. I went to Kansas City for the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament when they beat Southwest Texas State and Temple. Um, and, man, that team was so fun. Like, I knew every one of those guys, like their bio, where they're from, how they were recruited, all that stuff. And that was before you know, the Internet as we know it today. You're you're a, just a touch. That's high school for, for Andy okay, and I. Okay. But, yeah, that was... That was a fun run. God, that was fun. But it didn't happen, so I guess it wasn't fun. I don't yeah, know. but it's still. I one day this week I'm going to rewatch the the Outback Bowl game from this year too. I'm kind of looking forward. Oh, to do that. it! No, totally do it. I rewatched that like a month ago. Super enjoyable. Yeah, actually, Gopher Sports did a live tweeting of that. Uh, it would have been what Saturday night or Sunday night on YouTube. They heard it on their Facebook page and. And you may, if you follow our Twitter feed, I, I was watching that and may have tweeted out a couple of tweets. But uh, yeah, so that that was the highlight of my my stuff. I'd love to see, you know, I, I think it's it's an evolving situation because everybody's trying to figure out exactly what rights they have games to and things like that. So like, I mean, I'd love to watch the Penn State game again, but apparently ESPN hasn't pulled that one out of their vault yet. So I know KFAN aired the uh, radio broadcast last weekend of that game. But it's just not quite the same as, as watching it on TV. Um, although, you, uh, although, although the German version probably is still on YouTube, if you look, I suppose. If either of you wants to watch that, I can. Uh, I have it still. I saved in my YouTube TV DVR. Oh. So. But no, I mean it'll be interesting to see. I, it's it's it, it's interesting with the rights partners what you see. So like you know. Obviously, for anybody who watches what I write about, I'm I'm the hockey guy on the blog, and so a lot of the women's hockey games um, were produced by NCAA.com, and you can still watch live stream of 
of those on the website, and so those stream for free. But the men's games are all owned by ESPN, Turner, etc., etc. So good luck trying to get release of any of those. Now, I mean, I've got the I've got the DVD of the O2 title game that I could watch, you know, things like that. But any of those classic games, they're they've been a little bit more sporadic at putting out. Although we won't mention which game NCAA.com is streaming tomorrow night because we don't want people to you know already be in tough places to have to deal with something else. But even I know which one they're playing tomorrow night. Don't say it out loud; it gives it power. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting to see that they obviously are doing a lot less of that, and it'd be it'd be nice to watch some of those games back. But um, or like you know the the classic the full game of like the uh, the final five game where Wheeler won the game uh, the game with the diving shot over North Dakota. I'd love to watch that game back. But those are all owned by Fox Sports North somewhere, so good luck being able to figure out who the hell's got the rights to air those or anything like that. But um but it is kinda cool seeing, you know, some of the older ones, you know, I'm I'm as we're recording this Thursday night watching the two thousand six Sweet Sixteen game between UCLA and Gonzaga and Adam Morrison and, and Aaron Aflalo and uh, Luke Umba Amute and, you know, just sort of players that you did you you do, you watched those games religiously fourteen years ago and you haven't thought that much about them since then. Yeah, so I've been loving that. So this is NCAA tournament time, right? So they're playing all these classic NCAA tournament games. Um, and so Saturday was it? CBS played the Houston NC State championship game. That was a blast to watch. I watched that whole thing. Uh, and now I've got like a list of all these classic games that I want to go back and watch. I want to see the '79 game of Indiana State, Michigan State, Bird Magic. I want to see the uh, Loyola Marymount, Michigan game. Uh, the one where Hank Gathers had recently died and his teammate shot a free throw left-handed at the end of the game, but it was also a great game. Uh, that's on my list. Uh, like Just watching these old games is so fun to watch these players uh, that you totally forgot about. Or guys that got, went on to be NBA stars, and it's fun to watch them in college. I think what was interesting is that I I haven't gotten to watch as much as you guys have um, because I've been sucked into you know things like Tiger King, which you really I'm going to say it again you should be watching. I will watch uh, tonight. <laughs> but there's nobody sane on that show there or on that documentary. They're all fucking crazy. It's insane. Um, but people were talking about how you know when they're showing the old broadcasts, they still have the live look-ins because you know yeah. the feed is the one feed and. I just, it's hard to think about live look-ins because, of course, they do a little bit of that now. But when you have it, all the games airing live these days on four different channels, it's just like you would you would have an entire half of basketball that would switch to something else. And you'd have no say in the matter. And if you w- really didn't want to see the thing they switched to, you were kind of kind of screwed. Other times, you were hoping they'd switch because you could see the, you'd hear about it. Like, you could see the score update every once in a while. And you'd be like, no, switch to that game. That game is better. Yeah, it's totally true. I was watching one. Uh, it might have been the Clemson Gopher game, or maybe it was some other random game I was watching, and they did the live look-in to go back to watch um, Utah-Stanford, and it was Keith Van Horn, Michael Doliak against Brevin Knight and and whoever else was on Stanford now. But yeah, and the other thing that really is annoying with these old games is they don't have the score up constantly. Right? They just put the score up periodically every couple minutes. But then you got to remember what the what the margin is. 
the things that you know used to we we'd take for granted that you would be able to do uh, right. without thinking, and then now it's just like technology has eliminated and made it all happen for us and we don't have to think about it anymore well, and it's just the things you completely forget speaking of the walk as i'm watching this gonzaga ucla game as we're recording right now they they brought into the end of the uh, it was texas and west virginia and it was kevin's pit snoggle nailing oh. a three oh, to tie the snuggle. game and then texas came back down and nailed a three at the buzzer to win but then you look at it and you're like wait a minute that's uh that's rick barnes but he's coaching West Virginia. And now, of course, Rick Barnes is, well, was the coach at Texas for a while before he got fired and Shaka took over. But it's like, wait a minute. What, 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 what? You know, you just forget that these coaches have been like three or four different places and things right, like same that, thing. too. I'm like, why isn't Rick Barnes happy? It's like, oh, that's because Rick Barnes is coaching West Virginia in this game, not Texas. That's why, you know. Also, Rick Barnes was coaching that Clemson team in 97 that we beat. <laughs> Well, what I hate about that West Virginia game is it should have been a game where you, they could say that Texas got pit snoggled and then it was taken away from us. Yeah. Such a great name, pit snoggle. I remember watching that game live. That's one of my favorite NCAA tournament memories. What's hilarious is I can remember the, the game that, that Andy's watching, the UCLA Gonzaga game, only because that was. Um, on the off night, I was in Minneapolis to watch. That was the year Minneapolis hosted the regional in the Metrodome. And so I was in Minneapolis to watch games in the Metrodome, and that was the opposite night. So we were just out to dinner, and it was on TV. I remember like sitting down to eat dinner with the, the folks I was watching the game uh, was in town with, and that was the game that was just starting on TV. And I can – Applebee's on the use campus, I think, almost positive. Totally random. Like, I shouldn't remember that, but that's how my brain works. All right. Um, well, I'm going to just put the third and final plug. Tiger King, if you want to watch a documentary about really, really crazy people who start what are essentially cults and have way too many wild animals and there's murder for hire involved, Netflix. It's absurd. And I strongly recommend the absurdity. I'm here for absurdity. Yeah, you'll. It's. I think it's seven episodes. So you know, carve carve out some time. I got through three last night and three tonight before we started recording. So <laughs> I got one more to go. Well, it's interesting what they can turn that into. So I remember probably six or eight months ago reading the magazine article. I can't remember where it was, uh, which magazine it was, but basically the article that I'm sure this documentary is based on. Um, that they, whoever, whoever's doing the documentary wrote, read this article said, holy crap, we have to do a documentary on this. And so I know the backstory. I just haven't watched any of the episodes, but yeah, no, it's, well, it's the same thing with the, the, uh, HBO just finished the McMillions one a week or two ago yes. too. And I remember reading the original article on that. I haven't watched any of the episodes of the documentary, but reading the article and the craziness that went down with that. And it's like, I watched the first two or three episodes of that one. And then my HBO subscription ran out, which I will probably renew now that we're all stuck <laughs> <Not> the <home. laughs> Well, so the weird thing, Andy, is is that actually the documentary has been was in the works for about five and a half years before that article was written. Uh, they, <laughs> the documentary filmmaker was working on a story about 
people who uh, trafficked in um, illegal and exotic reptiles, specifically very venomous snakes. And just while working in that part of the that that part of the animal underworld, so to speak, uh, got kind of tipped off to like this dude who had all these tigers and was selling tigers. And he's like, well, I, I got to figure out what's going on. Cause he, he heard this dude is just a crazy personality. And so he went out there and this guy, Joe exotic is his name, uh, loved being on camera. And so he spent five years chronicling this whole story. Um, there was a port, there was a part where I thought he was using footage from something else and he'd paid for it. But you'll find out why that is not true. This guy was like seriously on this for five years. And this whole thing just gets crazier and crazier and crazier and crazier. And he's there for it the entire time. It's nuts. It's If I was this documentary filmmaker, I would just be... <laughs> what did I... Who, who put you in front of me? You're insane. And you all keep talking into my camera. Please, don't stop. So, that's that's my way too long plug for Netflix. I wish they were funding our podcast. They are not Netflix. If you would like to sponsor us, I will definitely keep watching your documentaries. Just, just uh, before we go, just a little bit of breaking basketball news, just to, tie, <laughs> I, 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 I just came across Twitter, uh, to, to tie in, uh, he, he's not a gopher, but he, he could have been a gopher, uh, as we're talking about coaching failures. Uh, McKinley Wright, uh, Champlin Park star, uh, who could have been a gopher, but Minnesota decided to take uh, Isaiah Washington instead, uh, has announced he is leaving Colorado and is entering the NBA draft. That just came through tonight. I saw that on a ticker last night when I was watching uh, whatever classic basketball game I was watching. But yeah, what I'm sad. What I'm sad about is that you, I thought you were going to break in with news from the the Gonzaga UCLA game. It is a it is a five point game with a minute and a half left. So you know Andy, we are we are getting let's down go to, to the Andy wire. for a live look in. <laughs> Adam Morrison is uh, getting ready to cry like a little baby. <laughs> I loved I, that guy was so that guy was so scruffy. I love uh, it was I I love that scruffy guy. He was annoying, but appropriate level of scruffy who, who, thought, okay so. who uh, now i'm listening without the who's the ucla coach in this game i'm forgetting who, uh uh ben you're right howland howland you're ben right Howland. thank you from Pitt. yes yeah the, the, we got him uh the one that tubby got fired yes yes he, oh well, the same game that tubby got fired actually yeah. both coaches got fired you're right he's he's looking unhappy uh, well, that was, I think, if I remember correctly, his demeanor was generally sourpuss, so seems on brand. Yeah, makes sense. Although UCLA is about to make it a three-point game with a minute 22 to go. I wonder how it turns out. Have to see. Talk about it next week. Uh, so yeah, everybody stay safe, wash your hands, social distancing, stay home. And that way you can listen to this pod, uh, this edition of the Sky Podcast and those to come in the future weeks. Until then, go Gophers. Sky Yuma, row the boat.